0: Welcome to Amazon Legends, where we have real stories about making it big on Amazon. Our guests are CEOs of large companies and entrepreneurs who became power sellers. Also, providers specializing in helping sellers,
1: aggregators that acquire sellers, and former Amazonians will give us an insight from behind the scenes. Here is your host, Nick Urisen. Welcome to another episode of Amazon Legends. So I am so excited to have today's guest uh, again because we're gonna record the second episode with him. And the reason why we are recording the second episode is my first cliffhanger that we left when we uh, finished our first episode with such an incredible challenge that we've uncovered in organizing your PPC campaigns on Amazon. And uh, we basically talked about how you would end up in a place where you're not able to pinpoint where the problem is and therefore fix it. Uh, So Sean shared with us how, Is it that you can organize and structure your whole Amazon advertising in a way that will isolate exactly where the improvement areas are? And uh, so we brought it as far as not, it was not intentional. We just ran out of time. And so I put the question to him. Okay, so what if you started the wrong way? It's quite possible uh, that people will start one way. And then they'll keep building and building and building. And then before you know it, you've got so many things going wrong as yet you're not able to pinpoint. And now that they've heard from you, this is the right way to organize. How do you go from the wrong way to the right way? And he said, well, that's very sensitive because there is one way to do it. And if you do it that way, it will work nicely. But if You don't know what you're doing and you're just simply trying to wing it. It's going to hurt you big time. And now we are here to find out how somebody can go from the wrong way to the right way of structuring their PPC campaign. So with that, first, say hello to my guest, Sean Stone, who is the CEO and founder of Stone's Goods full-service Amazon agency and uh, he's done this and what I like about Sean is he loves teaching people so uh, and he's doing great service here so with that uh, welcome back again Sean so I'm happy to have you and I'm dying to hear the answer so go ahead the floor is yours
0: okay Um so first of all thanks for having me back Um sorry for the cliffhanger everyone it wasn't intentional we just ran out of time Uh so What do you do if you look at your PPC campaigns and you think to yourself, this is not helping me. This is a mess. Well, organization is your friend. And uh, we talked about my structure last time. And it's it's nothing groundbreaking. It's just very simple, very specific. And so you can work your way towards getting that kind of structure. I'd say 90% of the time, this is the first thing I do inside an account. And very occasionally will I end up working with somebody whose account is already structured this way. But what I would recommend you do is you take all of your existing campaigns and you just start dividing them and putting them into portfolios that are designated specifically to the product that they advertise in. Now, you want to knock off the easy stuff first. And so all, all the campaigns that just have one product in them them all into the same portfolio and to be clear we're defining a product as one parent asin assuming of course you're not playing any asin games where you have multiple different types of products on the same parent asin so before i go any further the first thing you want to do is take the stuff that's really easy just like obvious individual campaigns that have one product in them and put them into their own portfolios then leaving just the mixed campaigns left. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Then the next thing you want to do is uh, ideally you want to go take a look because nine out of 10 times, there's going to be one product inside of that campaign that's beating the other product. So generally speaking, what you want to do is figure out which one of those products that is, and then decide what do I want to do with this campaign? Do I want to just pause the ASIN in that and then move it to the portfolio that that it's associated with, or do I want to duplicate this campaign and have uh, and pause the campaign and move or pause the original campaign and move it to the portfolio and then that duplicate campaign pause the other ASIN and move the uh, move that to the other corresponding product or. Sometimes what happens is you'll realize that a mixed campaign is actually part of what's holding you back, and you don't even want to duplicate that campaign. Or there's only a few keywords, and you might just want to create a new campaign based on the performance from those keywords. But again, what we're trying to do here is get structured. We just want to put all of our products into their own portfolios and have all the campaigns be specific to one product. That's just the first step. Because once you know what's going on with each of your products, if spend goes crazy or you have an unprofitable day or week or you have, uh, you know, a huge spike in ACOS or anything like that, then you'll know it was coming from one of these products. So once you're able to see and look at everything from a structured view from just like a product level, then you've passed like the first step of reorganizing. And again, you want to do this slowly. Don't just go pausing campaigns. Don't just pause products willy-nilly. Like take a structured approach and think, how can I get these campaigns to do what I want them to do? So that's, that's the first step. It's a big step. It can take a lot of time. And um, personally, I also like to rename the campaigns while I do this, which takes even longer. I mean, you can do it faster with bulk sheets and stuff like that. But in general, it's not a quick process. So just wanted to really lay out that first step um, because there are at least two more steps and I want to get into them, but I want to make sure that I'm clear. So any follow-up questions there or does that make perfect sense?
1: No, I mean, uh, this makes sense because at the end of the day, the structure is to isolate. Isolate the products, isolate the campaigns. So that way, if you're running a, a broad match, and it's not eating too much money, and then you've got an exact match, the separate, so you can easily uh, take action, and then if it's just one skew, it's happening on one skew, one skew being one parent, and by the way, you may switch the child, so Hmm. you may add another one, and say, okay, let's see how that's going to do, like I have a situation with a client, where, uh, two ASINs, two child ASINs out of a variation of 10 are cannibalizing the sales on the other eight. So we were trying to figure out what to do. Of course, as a matter of strategy, you pick only one of those ASINs and then, you know, you uh, advertise them and then you ideally pick the lower priced one. Uh, so, but because of the value of the offer, a higher price one ends up selling and uh, and by the way this is another thing which is not available in amazon's data advertised asin versus the purchased asin under that campaign could be two different things but you only know the advertised ones and and the performance so let's say that you are advertising asin 123 and people click on it You paid a dollar and then they go to the parent ASIN because it's a child. Mm -hmm. And then they buy ASIN number three. The sale will be recorded to that campaign for that ASIN. But actually, that's not the ASIN they bought. Yeah. Well, so right now they don't have that data. They don't have which ASIN is advertised, which ASIN is purchased.
0: I mean, you technically can get it if you're a reports wizard, but then you can't attribute it to a search term. And that's the problem. That's the, yeah, you know, like sure, you can get it at an abstract level, but you'll never know which search term is triggering those sales. And that data is immensely valuable, which is why we always recommend isolation, 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 Yeah, Uh, Yeah. because of exactly
1: what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And, And the structure that you propose is the key to isolation. So uh, this is great, uh, I, I hope everybody listening and this was worth the wait, uh, but definitely this is the way to go. Well, that's only part one. The,
0: yeah. there's, a, there's another layer to this, which is once you've broken out all the products by, uh, cam- or broken out all the campaigns and put them in product portfolios, the next thing you gotta do is decide on the purpose of each campaign because I am a big believer in one purpose per campaign. And so what you need to do is go in and analyze, well, what is this campaign doing for me? And what, what is the point of it? Is it a product targeting campaign? Is it category targeting campaign? Is it an auto campaign? Is it a research campaign with mostly broad match keywords or phrase match keywords, or is it an exact match campaign with mostly winning keywords? Like you need to decide what is this keyword or what is this campaign doing for me? And then once again, portfolio by portfolio decide individually what each of these campaigns are and obviously leave the mixed ones for last. So, you know, maybe there's a research campaign that's uh, doing really well. And then there's a campaign with um, broad phrase and exact all in the same ad group or something like that. I would take a look at well, what are each of these things doing for me? And would it make sense to just add some of those broad keywords to my other research campaign and make this an exact match campaign or vice versa, like pause the other one, like what, what you're really looking for is to find an individual purpose for each campaign and then isolate based on that, because then you once again have another layer of um, focus and isolation. You go into your camp or you go and you notice that something went wrong with your Amazon advertising. Then you say, well, which portfolio was it? Oh, okay. It's this one. Click in. You're like, oh, which purpose campaign had the problem? Oh, oh, boom. It's this one. But if you don't have that specific structure, it's hard to quickly understand what's going on inside of your account. And then there is a one B portion of this, which is hopefully it's possible. If it's not possible, then don't worry about it. But hopefully you can get down to just one ad group per campaign. I'll admit that's not always possible in an account, especially if there's some kind of legacy structure that doesn't really help. But that's something that we always strive for, at least in the majority of our accounts. And then even after that, the the further step to that is um, we tr- we traditionally, we'll try to isolate the uh, brand name out of the other campaigns and have a specific brand name campaign. And often what we'll do is we'll actually even put that brand name campaign in a different portfolio. You might say, well, well, why? Why would you do that? Um, And the reason is branded campaigns traditionally will have amazing ACoS, tons of sales, because you are the most relevant person or you're the most relevant product for that brand name. So we try to take that out so that if something goes wrong, there's not a branded keyword that hides the portfolio level performance. Um, And so that's something that we found to be very effective. And you can also do the same thing with product targeting campaigns and removing your own ASIN from those product targeting campaigns. Because once again, we found that that can be a really tricky situation where we're actually hiding our performance behind something that's not real. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I know that I kind of rambled there, but does that make sense? Is Can you see how that would be like the next logical step in moving, moving towards a, a solid structure?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, what I like about this approach as far as separating uh, two things that you mentioned, to separate and one of them is, is something I like very much and that's the branded ones. So branded campaigns versus unbranded campaigns. That's very important. So we're going to get into the real subject of this recording is that's the search query performance deep dive where when you're doing the analysis there, also you want to look at the branded versus unbranded. And that gives even more value to everything that you're doing. And then when you combine that with your advertising now you have a whole different approach to this ACOS idea, which is one number that really doesn't mean anything. You're going to break it down. Okay, where is where is ACOS better? And branded, unbranded makes a big... To me, that's the first... Uh, like, you know, when you are going somewhere and then they you get stuck and you get asked qu- the first question and then based on that, you go this way or that way, like the passport control. You know, U.S. citizen, U.S. passport holders uh what is it u.s passport permanent residence and uh uh, and green and green card holders go this way and then everybody else go this way and then they split again european (laughs) so the first question to me is branded unbranded how how are they and then you just go from there
0: oh yeah and i mean the search query performance is a real gold mine for that kind of stuff because you get all kinds of really, really helpful information in there that can really help like, inform your decisions without having to start a research campaign. You know, you don't have yeah. to spend $100 on a keyword to know if it's going to or not going to work. You don't have to have these huge auto campaigns anymore. I mean, there's still merit to them, but it's no longer the only way you can conduct research yeah. without buying a third-party software tool.
1: So I'm dying to get into the search query performance uh, discussion, but I want I have one more thing that's very interesting. As you were talking, uh, it kind of hit me, uh, and I'll share it. So uh, you you've heard the term gamification, right? Mm-hmm. So it is it is big these days. You know, it's basically anything that you are doing work wise. If you turn it into some kind of a game. And then people end up enjoying the work more. And this is heavily used for corporate training and things like that. Uh, but it's it's all about, you know, associating points with whatever you're doing and then turning. However, I suddenly thought a gamification concept in this way of structuring your campaigns. So there is, you know, as men, we identify with all those macho manly things and, you know, going to war and battle and weapons, you know, that's something. So that since I'm a man I'm always thinking that way, but really there are many books written about this business is war. So when you go to business, you're fighting. So, and the goal is to kill the competition and capture the, the, the income, right? So that's the idea. And it's always somebody else you have to fight for to do this. So, It is a battle, constant battle. So if you think about this, when you go into battle, when you start to prepare, first you gather intelligence. And then you send out what they call scouts to figure out if what you gathered is actually up to date, correct, or whatever, if there's any validity to it. Uh, so And then you have these special forces that go operate in the dark, and then you have the final armies going. So when you separate, you know, by purpose, you are in fact able to now, you know where I'm going with this. So you have these scouts, scouts. So let's say that, for example, if you did this and you have a research campaign, you know how much research is costing you because it's not, it's going to have terrible echoes. And then you have those exact searches. Those are the snipers. They shoot to kill. And you know what that's getting you. And so I, so as you were talking, this is like a great uh, thing for a business to have. Okay, I'm spending so much in researching. And then you can measure the performance of that research, the outcome. Okay, how many new keywords have we added? And where did they come from? They've come from research campaign. And then you have those exact matches. How is that doing? How about the broad match? You know, So so each one, you are able to then budget, not in terms of return, but in terms of cash. How much cash is this going to take? And uh, let's go easy on the research this month. Uh, let's step up the exact so that we can get better. So things like that. So I thought that, you know, this dividing by purpose would really uh, turn your entire military into these special uh, teams, each one with Different amount of budget, different amount of different types of purposes. Right?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I never thought about it from a military context, but the way you explain it, yeah, it makes perfect sense. I've honestly, I haven't really, uh, for someone who is kind of analytical, I never really analyzed why it is the way it is. I, it was just born out of necessity. <laughs> you know, like I've had, I've had enough situations where basically I have to fix it. And, um, you know, I thought to myself, okay, well, how am I going to fix it? I've got to isolate. I've got to give everything a purpose. And then if anything doesn't perform its purpose, I need to figure out why that is and then immediately change it. Um, and so, yeah, your, your military example makes perfect sense because it's, um, it's definitely, the way that you do it but and to further elaborate on that the search query performance would be the intelligence gathering then
1: wouldn't right. it yeah exactly exactly so with that let's now dive into search query performance so search query performance available only for brand registered sellers if you go to brands and then you click on brand so we covered this on the first one where to get it and blah blah so My first jumping off question to you is is, is a little bit of a different question than how to use search query performance in terms of the data it shows. Uh, But it's more about uh, looking at it over time. So the question is this. Search query performance reports are available at ASIN level as well as brand level. Either way. uh, So if you select the ASIN level, then you have to select the ASIN that you want to view and then select the time frame, so on and so forth. Then you are able to also click on each keyword that comes on, you know, report it, and then see who else is selling that keyword, who else you are competing. with. So that's even a, a, another layer. But my question to you is this, if the whole universe of your Amazon operation, that gives you those keywords was just looking at one thing. That means select the report and look at it. That would mean one thing, but it's asking you to select the time frame, So you are able to select week or you are able to select month. And of course you get, X number of keywords that give you traction when you select one week and that data completely changes when you select the next week and changes again when you select the next week and the next week and the next week. week. So, my question then is how do you determine the value of each keyword whether it's impression share or click-through rate or add cut ad rate or purchase rate because it's changing all the time so how do you know this okay this is not performing well it's going down or it's going up. so what is your criteria
0: so i agree that it's important to look at this data over different periods of time because if you don't, you're going to end up in this situation where there's really like, it's just hard to analyze and hard to work with. Um, so generally speaking, what I like to do is combine the data from multiple weeks, just using a few different Excel formulas. Um, I actually, probably by the time this goes up, I'll, I'd be happy to share with your audience or anybody else a uh, template of how to do this. And generally speaking, what I'm doing, and like, I'll tell you the formulas there's really three main formulas, it's unique, and then some ifs, and then index and match combined. And those are going to get you the majority of and then you have to multiply cells, but those will get you the majority of the uh, data points all into a single sheet that you can then look at over a period of time. And that can be really, really helpful because what you can do is you can make graphs, you can uh, you could plug it into a business intelligence tool like Google Data Studio or Google Looker Studio, I guess this is the new name. But the general idea behind it, and to answer your question more specifically, which column, what's my criteria? I'm generally most interested in search volume, clicks, and then purchases. And I'm interested in both the uh, collective market and then also the brand share uh, or brand count, I suppose. I'm not as interested in the share. That's more of a secondary metric, but really what I'm looking at on a per keyword basis is what's the search volume for that keyword? What are the clicks? um, And then what are the purchases on those keywords and just looking for trends, looking for opportunities, And then there's obviously the opportunity, we'll get into this in a bit, of combining it with some of the other report types. Like for example, combining this with the Amazon top search terms to find out your competitor's information and then take it a step further and throw your own PPC information in there. Like there's a lot of stuff you can do with this stuff and all you need is some basic Excel formulas, but it all starts from blocking and tackling, from all the basic stuff. And the basic stuff is... Does this keyword have a lot of demand? Uh, are there a lot of clicks on this keyword? And then are there a lot of sales on this keyword? Because we don't care if there's a lot of searches, but not a lot of sales. So you definitely have to keep track of those different things in, before deciding on, well, this is going to be my new target keyword or uh, this is the keyword I'm going to double my budget on or something like that. So that's that's the way that I like to think through it when um, at least initially looking at the search query performance.
1: Does that answer your question? Uh, Not fully. So, okay. I, t- I, t- so I give you a very, uh, uh, if you like an isolated example so that we are able to get into what I was trying to get at. So um, let's assume that we're tracking the search one. Okay. So it's one of the data points that is valuable and we're interested and we wanna check. So, and let's say that we're selling one single ASIN. And then let's say that we have one keyword. That's it, one Mm -hmm. keyword. So, when we go to search query performance, and then let's say that we are also going to look at this at ASIN level. Frankly, since we're selling only one single ASIN, brand view, ASIN view, it doesn't matter anyway. uh, But we're looking at it at ASIN level. So, we're going to select... It's our, we, we just launched and it's been four weeks. So we have four weeks of data and now I want to see what's going on and I want to optimize. So I go to search query performance, select the ASIN view, select the uh, ASIN, select the week number, week number one, or actually it's going to say week whenever, depending on when we start, week 21, let's say. So week 21 happens to my first week. And then it's going to give me search volume is 5,000 during this week. And that's all we're looking at for now. Okay, I got 5,000. So now I select week 22. Search volume, 6,200. Week 3, 4,200. Week 4, 8,500. So now I've got four different values. It went up on week two, down on week three, and way up on week four. My question to you is, what number are you working? 8,500 or the first 4,500 or whatever the number was? Or is it average or what are you working?
0: So if I'm looking at four weeks of data, I will aggregate. Because what I'm going to do is compare all of those keywords in their aggregate form, because maybe an influencer used a term in a video and that keyword took off for a week. But then the other four weeks, it was nothing. That's something that I don't want to be misled. And so I'd rather look at it in aggregate instead of in average, because I've found that averages lie more easily, if that makes any sense.
1: So, aggregate means you're going to sum up all four. Exactly. And, but that doesn't, okay. So, so if I have a keyword, let's again stick with the example one keyword. And, and I started with, I launched a thousand, especially if you are a new launch, it's going to be less at the beginning. So, a thousand and then 1500 and then 2000. And then 2,500. Okay. 6,500 searches. Mm -hmm. Now take that, okay, for an existing seller. Week one, you're going to laugh now. Week one, 2,500. Week two, 2,000. Week three, 1,500. Week four, 1,000. Both show the same. Mm -hmm. Your actions will be different for each scenario, right? Yeah, that's true. So what do you do? Looking at aggregate does not help you in that case. What do you do?
0: Okay, so then I just look down the list. Okay, so search volume is kind of hard to read. What's the next valuable metric? What about clicks? Are we getting a lot of searches on this keyword, but not a lot of clicks? Hmm. Well, or are there? Is there one moderate search term that has a ton of clicks? That means that this keyword technically, the keyword level click-through rate is higher. Maybe I should advertise there instead. Or if I just take a look at the purchases, search to purchases, that's something that'll be kind of funny sometimes where there'll be a huge search volume. But then if you jump all the way over to the purchases column, Suddenly, this keyword doesn't look so relevant because it's really broad, and only five percent of the time somebody buys. But the second keyword down the list has double the amount of sales on it. So, when I'm looking at a term, um, I'll I'll look at a secondary metric if I'm not sure what to do.
1: I have a question for my listeners: Are you experiencing cash flow challenges with your Amazon business? Well, silly question, who is not, right? So let me introduce you to Viably, a unique solution tailored for Amazon sellers and e-commerce enterprises. By connecting your Seller Central or Shopify account, you can promptly access funding along with a variety of financial tools, all for a flat fee. It's as simple as that. And for my listeners, they are offering an extra $1,500 in funding for eligible applications. Start your quick and easy application today at runviably.com forward slash legends. And that's runviably.com forward slash legends. But I'm not sure that it it actually will help what you're trying to do because you know what happens. uh, If you win a race where 10 men raced against each other and you become number two, that's an accomplishment. But if you are in a two-man race and you came number two, (laughs) not so much an accomplishment. So my point is, as the pool shrinks, your purchase rate and everything else may go up, but that does not necessarily indicate. So you could in fact be dwindling down in terms of the demand or the search volume. And then, and by looking at these secondary metrics, they're going to naturally be greater and greater because in that smaller percentage, even one, one purchase out of two clicks is 50%. He's going to say, wow, you know, i got 50%, but you don't really, that's my concern.
0: Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not talking about looking at a percentage here. I'm talking about the aggregate or the actual values that uh, Amazon gives you. So Amazon gives you the number, total number of clicks on a keyword from search query performance. Amazon gives you the total number of purchases on a keyword. So I'm not talking about percentages. I'm talking about, well, let's we'll sort by search volume first, then let's look it at on that same keyword are the clicks high or on that same keyword are the total number of purchases, not a percentage, but like the total number
1: of purchases, are they high? Because those things can really inform your decisions. So not when you say total number of purchases, it's not your purchases, but it's everybody else's purchases combined. The
0: market's purchase, yeah.
1: I see, okay, market. So then you compare yours against market purchase, which is in the search query performance, then uh, you can get an idea. Um, But I'm still not seeing how not being able to see the trend on a particular keyword on any one of the data points, it's on a downward or an upward. Just looking at the secondary ones will really help you. What you want at the end of the day, you want so as someone that is, let's say I'm lost, okay, I'm driving my car, I'm lost, I'm going from A to B, okay, and I'm feeling uneasy. I don't know if I'm going in the right direction. If something tells me, don't worry, we don't know what's going to happen on the next curve but you are going in the right direction. Just keep driving
0: mm-hmm.
1: versus turn back. You are in the wrong direction. That's what I'm looking for. So that's the, and that to me is the trend, is the trend up or down on a particular data point. And if it, if it's up today, it may be down. Then I don't need to look at any, anything secondary. I can just simply go by that and then, but if it if the trend is down, and then I am actually better, then I say, okay, you know what, I am doing better and better on this. But except that the, the, on this one, the whole demand is going down. Even if I get hundred percent success, it's not going to mean much. So that's my point.
0: Oh, oh, you're you're talking about using trends over time, um, and yeah, that's something that I was kind of talking about where. You combine multiple reports and then you can either create graphs or something like that using Excel or you could plug it into Google Data Studio. Like those are things that you can do, and those are things that we will do from time to time, especially if we run into a situation where we're like, where did our sales go? Or why is this not working anymore? Like those, like those trend analysis activities can be very very helpful yeah i agree uh I'm sorry if i i i guess i just didn't call out the fact that yes trends can be super helpful in this respect but um yeah. yeah it's it's something that every seller wants to see it's like how am i doing how how am i doing against the trend are my sales shrinking while the trend is growing that's a problem you know that's that's the kind of analysis you can do with search query performance which is so helpful
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's now uh, get into what you were talking about in terms of, okay, so search volume. So what I want to know is what are some actions that you decide on based on what data point you're looking at? So
0: are we, we're not going to talk about combining different uh, data points or uh, different report types. Yet we're just going to talk about only the search query performance. Yeah,
1: just report. just uh, and you know what? Depending on where the conversation is, we may
0: may end up. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, but but let's let's give it a shot. So let's first. But feel free to introduce. You know, if you do this with this report, also this you could do this. So uh, yeah. let's start with that. Let's stick to that example of one ASIN and uh, we've got. Of course, we're gonna have more than one keyword. So that's, let's, let's, and then we've got, we looked at several weeks of data, and then now we have, we are about to make some decisions. So what are we looking at and what do we decide?
0: So there are a few things that I would do. First of all, I would definitely download these or get some other way to look at this data so that we're not just clicking around in Amazon because it's really hard to compare compare period data Without having the data in your own thing. So, um, generally speaking, some of the things I'd be looking at are what were my, like, what are the highest search volume keywords that I got at least one click on? Um, Just to see, are there any high volume search terms that are relevant to my product and I'm getting clicks on them? Another thing I might do is do the exact same approach but for at least one purchase for my product. So high search volume and sort by search volume and filter to make sure I got at least one purchase. And then um, that those are two of the very first things I do. Just, it's, it's almost like a relevance check. and Also a great way to check to see if there are any things that you're, that have high search volume that your product does not, act or you didn't think your product was relevant for. Um, maybe you're selling shoes And that you never thought the term sneakers would be relevant for the product you're selling, but sneakers can be another way to say that word. And you may have just not thought of it, or you may have not thought that you were relevant enough for sneakers, but there's a ton of search volume on sneakers. There's a ton of long tail opportunities on sneakers. So definitely be on the lookout for those kinds of opportunities and try to think strategically about what other things your product could be relevant for And obviously don't reach because you might just end up sending yourself down an expensive wild goose chase where you start trying to target maybe like uh, dance sneakers, but actually these are running shoes and you would just call them running sneakers. Like don't don't go too crazy with this, but try to think strategically about where you might be able to win. Then the next logical thing to do is to... um, take a look at, at those keywords and calculate your search query performance keyword level conversion rate. So you just take the uh, purchases column and divide it by the clicks column. And ideally you'll do this at a new column by, by the end. And then what I would do right there is I would probably filter and see, okay, great. Um, like first I'd filter by at least one conversion and then or one purchase to make sure I'm saying the right thing and then filter high to low conversion rate. And maybe I'd make a minimum of two or three purchases. So I'm only looking at conversions that seem highly relevant and then just take a look and see, well, maybe this search term has a lower amount of search than my top search term that I was targeting. But Hey, this search term is one where I have a very high conversion rate. I might really benefit from spending more money on this keyword because I, you know, it might not be the tallest hill, but I might be able to be the king of it, um, uh, king or queen or whatever you identify. Uh, so that's yeah. uh, so that's like the general idea. There is well, how do I, how do I use just this first level of data to kind of make some decisions about where to go next? Like we're we're looking at a map. And we're trying to decide where can I have the biggest impact with each dollar that I spend on Amazon, and where I organize my keywords, where I what I put in my title, what I put in my bullet points, what I put in my backend, like use all of that and try to make strategic decisions. Does that kind of answer what you're? Yeah, well, looking yeah. For?
1: I mean, this is beautiful. So, so let's uh, let's ask some clarifying clarifying questions. So. Um, first of all, what you're doing is you are pulling all the search terms where you had high click-through rate, then had at least one purchase. Yes. So that's a quick relevancy check where the keyword is getting you some traction. What do you call high click-through rate? Are you looking at the whole range of the click-throughs and then you're looking at uh, high, the ones that score the highest? So I actually
0: was talking about conversion rate um, before, but click-through rate is another easy to calculate metric where you can just take your clicks and divide them by your impressions. And so that's brand clicks divided by brand impressions. And um, yeah, sorting high to low, or yeah, I would sort high to low and maybe just sort above a certain threshold of click-through rate, like maybe anything below 0.05, I might leave alone or something like that. And again, I would probably start by not having any filter, but then if there are too many results, which there almost definitely will be, the next thing I would do is maybe filter by a uh, click-through rate relevancy level because it, it's I bet it's safe to say that Anything below a certain click-through rate level would just be a broad keyword that's loosely relevant to your product. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: But in all this, the one common denominator is that you receive the purchase.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So if you if you've gotten even high click-through rate, but you haven't had the purchase, those are not important to you.
0: Well, so if this is a new launch, then maybe or maybe not. Because maybe we just didn't spend a didn't spend enough money, or maybe uh, the competition is too stiff, and we need to drop our price.
1: We need a yeah. coupon,
0: like it's these different. Long.
1: So yeah. you just said uh, one more thing. So you are looking at different scenarios for existing listing and a new launch. And what do you call a new launch? Uh, how lo- how old is the listing before it's no longer new launch?
0: Um. It's tough to say. Everyone estimates, well, most people estimate that uh, Amazon's honeymoon period is about three weeks. So it, it, I wouldn't call launch over less than three weeks, but I would say probably, probably somewhere in the three to six week range is what I would kind of consider a launch. Of course, assuming that we're not going after after a gigantic keyword If we're going after a gigantic keyword, there's not really like you know, I there was one launch we did that I would say lasted nine months. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. but we, but we were going after like a hundred thousand search a month keyword. And oh. um we did this with just PPC and some very strategic lightning deals and really good packaging. Um so that that there's a lot that you can do. But you really need to have a cohesive strategy. Anyways, not to get off track, the the point of all this is a three to six week period is what I would call an average launch. And after, if I'm if I'm relaunching, for example, we had an had a stock, or we had a um, we had a product where it was suspended for a while for some bogus reason by Amazon. All of those situations, I will typically use a fairly similar playbook to what we do in a launch. and We'll just call it a relaunch. But Mm. the the strategies are the same, which is that we're trying to get our product out there and build up some momentum on Amazon.
1: Yeah. So, um, okay. So we are looking at, considering this is not a launch, uh, we're getting search uh, terms with a volume, that has a click-through rate above X and have at least one purchase for an existing listing. And then taking those, then you are looking at the advertising data for those search terms to make certain decisions. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, so... um... There there are two things that I'll traditionally blend in. Advertising is one of them. The other one is what's, uh, I think it's called Amazon. It used to be Amazon search terms. I think it's top search terms now in in search query performance. But you can also pull that over there and get a bunch of your competitors' data. We'll come back to that. But when it comes to search terms and the search term report, I'll take the sponsored product search term report because primarily that'll be Somewhere between seventy and ninety percent of our advertising spend on a product. And what I like to do is I'll run a sum ifs formula. Well, first I'll make sure the reports are the same period of time. Where I take, say, I'm looking at four weeks of search query performance. I'll take the exact same date range and get a search term report for that time period.
1: And then, which which which, which advertising report are you looking at? Is it the search? Term uh, impression share
0: or just search term? Just search term report. I mean, maybe we should do search term impression share. But um, the problem with search term impression share is it's not available in the API. So we've kind of deprioritized it because we want to be able to look at the same thing, whether we're using Excel or we're using software. Um, And so traditionally, we'll use the search term report itself. And um, what we'll do is we'll use a SUMS formula to get the uh, search term level impressions, clicks, orders, spend, and sales on that keyword. And then we'll also calculate the PPC click-through rate, PPC conversion rate, and PPCA costs from that. So that you can look at all that data on one line of a spreadsheet. It's gonna be a long spreadsheet. Uh, a long horizontal spreadsheet, but you'll be able to look at everything on one. And, um, that is really, really helpful because then you get to conduct that same analysis that I was just talking about where I'm like, okay, sort by search term or sorry, sort by sort by search volume, and then maybe filter for relevancy once again, and just look, am I spending on the right terms? am I spending on my highest search terms? Am I not spending at all on my highest search terms? And then you can conduct that exact same activity where you filter by spend high to low. And you can look and say, am I spending on the right terms or am I putting an outsized amount of spend on this keyword that even if I rank number one, I would only get an additional 20 sales a month from it. And like that's the kind of analysis that you can do with the search term report combining it with search query performance so that you're able to look and see, hey, it, it am I spending enough money on the things that matter? So spend is normally where, where I'll start and I'll start to get into other things. But I want to stop there and clarify because there is <laughs> there could be a lot of nuance to that statement. And I don't want to jump yeah. around too fast. Yeah.
1: I want to go back to something and then incorporate that into this with this uh, advertising report. Um, You mentioned adding another column where you divide purchases by clicks. So what you were referring to was based on your click-through rate, how many people landed on the product page versus how many people purchased?
0: So when you divide purchases by clicks, what you're getting is how many people click through on this keyword to buy. And then of the people who click through how many of them actually purchased. And so what you can start to see is like, oh, maybe this keyword, we're getting a lot of clicks, but we're actually not getting a lot of purchases because the shoppers are actually looking for something else. So maybe we shouldn't be going after this keyword because it's a little bit misleading to shoppers. And maybe this other keyword where we've gotten fewer clicks historically might be the right thing to target because of how high the number of times somebody buys when they click on that term. So that's why I'm talking about with the conversion rate, the
1: the search query performance
0: conversion rate.
1: No, I mean, that's okay. So the clicks mean number of people that landed on the page Mm -hmm. and that purchases is ultimately how many people ended up purchasing. So that's true conversion. Uh, Now, um, one little distinction there because Amazon does have that differentiation. Number of pieces purchased or number of orders? So ooh,
0: I am almost certain that it's the number of times somebody hits purchase and it does not include units. I can check though. Maybe we should maybe we need to blur this part out because um, I'm I forgot to check that part. Um, But
1: what is important here?
0: um, Both, but I don't know if we're going to get both from Amazon.
1: No, we're Um, not. We are going to get only one. Okay, Uh, either one. Look, it doesn't matter. Since we are only getting one, it doesn't matter. Whatever we're getting, let's say, let's stick with that. So um, whatever the number of purchases divided by number of clicks, that's your true conversion. So now, uh, if there is a huge difference between clicks and purchases compared to everybody else. And and because <laughs> you can also see the purchase rate of other, other uh, ASINs, um, what do you do with it?
0: So with conversion rate, what do I do with it? Um, I actually do several things with it, um, but If we're gonna talk about conversion rates, I don't wanna just compare my PPC conversion rate to my search query performance conversion rate. I actually want to take the Amazon top search terms report, and I want to blend that in because what you can do is you can take a bunch of uh, different searches and you can throw them into top search terms and download those reports for that same time period. And then what you'll want to do is use a formula to pull them all over. Ideally, um, probably like an index match or maybe a sum ifs. It all depends on the circumstance. And then all that will now show up even further to the right in your same same report. And what you can do with that information is you can then, uh, then you'll get both the click rate and the purchase rate or uh, click share and conversion share. And so what we'll do then is we'll multiply each of those by the total count. So we'll multiply total clicks from the search query performance report, multiply that by the top ASINs click share percentage. And by multiplying those two numbers, you get the actual total number of clicks that your competitor is getting on that keyword. And then you do the exact same thing with purchases and conversion share and that gives you the total number of sales that your competitor is making on that keyword. And then you divide competitors' purchases by competitors' clicks and you get your competitor's conversion rate or estimated conversion rate on that keyword. And so then you can and you can do this all in a spreadsheet with a single formula and drag it down. And by doing all of that, you then can compare your ppc conversion rate your search query performance conversion rate and your uh competitors conversion rate to see in which which case is the who's the best in each of these cases and if there are any situations where your search cert- or where your advertising conversion rate is the highest that's a clear opportunity in my eyes to spend more money on that term and potentially try to rank on that term and maybe dethrone your top competitor by using data to your advantage when you realize
1: that you're outperforming them. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, uh, that's great. Except it's a lot of data downloading formulas, maintaining and updating the sheet over and over and over. And then also, you know, factoring in that trend, how these are trending and, uh, it's, it's quite a bit of work. It's it's almost, uh, you would spend hours, you know, obviously doing this. So it's a big deal. Yeah. Well, we can, we can go on. I mean, obviously there's a lot we can do here, but yeah. with what you shared, I'm sure people uh, will take this and then apply uh, to their operation. And then of course, any questions, uh, they should reach out to you. And in fact, everybody listening, I will say, reach out to Sean and uh, you can see there is a lot here that will make a big difference. So um, how do you do this Sean as a as an agency who's doing this? are you are you doing this with your own Excel analysis? So we do some of this with Excel, but we've actually
0: um, found a way with software to mimic a lot of this stuff without having to do the download and upload. And so um, right now we kind of have our own propi- proprietary software that we use to do a lot of this stuff. Um, it's been a long time coming. It's been a big work in progress, but I feel like, yeah, um, we we traditionally will use software. And then if we need to do spot analysis or something like that, we might do it in Excel. Um, but. Traditionally, it's either software or a lot of manual work. <laughs> a lot of manual work. So,
1: well, yeah. The other thing that happens is uh, as you do your business, conduct your business, and then you accumulate data, it starts to become a lot of data, and it gets to a point where it's no longer possible. I mean, the, the sheets that you build, they they just cannot turn themselves around because it's a lot of data, a lot of storing data and things like that. So um, it's uh, something to consider. So um, there is I mean, obviously technology is always evolving. There's I'm sure solutions coming out there. So it's something to uh, be always on the lookout for, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why we hire or that we have a full-time data scientist on staff at our agency. <laughs> uh, yeah. that. That's uh, kind of out of necessity. I mean, I I would love to see somebody come onto the market and just offer this straight up. It would be super valuable to be able to get all of your search query performance data all in one database that you can act on. I think that would be really helpful. It uh, is understandably a technological challenge that most people wouldn't want to take on, um, but I can imagine it being Highly valuable once you're on the other side of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I love this kind of conversation, and unfortunately, we are uh, out of time. So, um, give us again uh, one more time. Uh, we obviously this is our uh, second recording, so we put will put your contact on both episodes. So, tell us how can people reach you?
0: Um, the agency is Stones Goods, so S T O N E S G O O D S dot com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn at Sean Stone. Um, pretty easy to find. Uh, throw Sean Stone Amazon in there and you will I'll be the first one. Um, yeah, don't be a stranger. I'm always happy to, uh, to try to help. So thank you. Thank you so much for letting me share this knowledge. I hope that it was valuable.
1: Oh, um, it was great. Uh, I, I love this kind of conversation in terms of being specific and at the same time, you know, people can who hear it, they can take it and then apply it right away, and then see the difference. So, uh, making an impact, right? That's what it's about. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Before I go, a quick reminder to say goodbye to your cash flow problems and claim your extra fifteen hundred dollars when you qualify for twenty 25- five thousand dollars or more in funding go to www.runviably.com forward slash legends and start your application today and this brings us to the end of another episode and i'll see you on the next if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to subscribe rate and review the episode and share it with someone you think would benefit from it too